February 14th, 2024. We're continuing in Moren Vuchim. We're nearing the end of the book. And today I'd like to read all of Perek Nun Gimal. We're in Chelek Gimal. And then into Perek Nun Dalit. And then, uh, did you get each of those other sheets? And then you'll notice, together with me in Perek Nun Dalit, the difficulty in reading and understanding that chapter will hopefully then segue backward uh, to one chapter that we've learned and another that we haven't learned to try to give somewhat of a clearer picture to how Harambam mysteriously ends his mysteriously written book. Well, that being the case, if you recall, Perik Nun Aleph and Perik Nun Bet have really been focused on, as I described it, as we've developed it, no longer a more nevuchim, no longer the guide for the perplexed. He's really been talking about the more for the maskilim. He's been talking about the guide for those who have hit that intellectual apex. Those who have achieved it, well, what do they get to then? Right? Uh, they get to a state in being where they have an absolute focus on God, on the divine. Uh, you want a full interpretation and analysis of what that means? We'll have to, uh, together, strive for that and uh, try to uh, understand it to get, uh, through experience at this point. I, I can't give you a programmatic uh, guide to it. Harambam himself, if you recall, when he described Moshe Rabbeinu, he said, I can't give you the guide to get there. But he nonetheless kind of touches upon it over the course of those chapters. Perik Nun Bet, if you recall, focused on Yir'ah. That was what we most recently talked about. Yir'ah defined over there, not the Yir'ah of Mishneh Torah, as we discussed, as we explained, is the full game. Uh, which is expressed through actions of consciousness, as uh, Sammy reminded us, of God through mitzvot, which means to say much of Hedegim, of this third segment of Moren Vuchim, is about the purpose of the mitzvot. That's when you're a navoch, that's when you're confused. When you're past the state of confusion, it kind of coalesces. It kind of becomes, I guess uh, a psychologist would use the word a flow. Your flow through mitzvot is singularly focused on constant consciousness and thought of God, mindfulness, if you will. The question, of course, that we've touched upon more than once, Sammy has consistently brought this up, is, okay, I got there. He didn't say that, but maybe he has. Um, Then what? Uh, so we always say, when we talk about this theoretically, we say, then game over. I mean, then uh, you're done. What's, uh, what's the spiritual um, um, heights that you're then climbing to? It's kind of you've plateaued. Right. So A.B.'s response, appropriately so, is you'll never get there. Okay, but in the theoretical. So you'll say it's theoretical. We're never, and we called that in past weeks, Yemot HaMashiach. That's what we described it as, you know, quote, unquote. Um, Sammy, however, pushed it a little bit. And I said to him, maybe, and I'd like to really take myself up on this, maybe we'll be able to develop that further when we get to the second to last chapter and the final chapter, because here in Perik Nun Gimal, somewhat unexpectedly, perhaps entirely unexpectedly, Bam goes back to his lexicon uh, work, which means to say, if you recall, and we touched on a few of the chapters, not all of them, in Chalik Aleph, what Harambam opens the more doing is, let's focus on words. Most of them are mistaken anthropomorphic words, words which you could and would attribute to God's physical nature, don't mistake in it that way. You remember, we read the first chapter in Meren Vuchim. What is the Demut? What's the Tzelem, etc.? Uh, he kind of does that again here. It's not per se about the physicality of God. It is about words that he mentioned in Perik Nun Aleph 
in an iconic pasuk with regards to Moshe Avraham Avinu, and it's words which, in Avi Harari's opinion, will have an ironic spin and twist in the final few lines of the Moreh. Well, here are the words. The pasuk said by Avraham Avinu that God, in the context of telling him what he's about to do to storm, says, I'm really concealing from him that which I plan on doing. Avraham's going to be a great nation and he's going to have all these uh, these descendants come from Lema'an because, or I'm conditioned that, Ashiyasavet Banav those are the words I had to memorize them not as a child but as a teacher Rabbi Eliach told me these are the words my first year teaching I was teaching you must know these words Thankfully, and I'm really blessed to be able to say this, after his passing, we did an Azkara, and I was able to put those that pasuk, which I luckily do know by heart because of him, into context for me in my relationship with him, what I learned from him. But that's the pasuk. The pasuk, briefly stated, says that Avraham is fantastic. He's the man. He's the goat. Why so? Because he can and will and has instructed his children, his descendants and household after him, to follow Derech Adonai, to walk on the path of God. What's that? La'asot, to practice, sounds like tzedakah u'mishpat. What is tzedakah u'mishpat? What, is, uh, what do we refer to? There is as well, Harambam will address this here, somewhat inexplicably until we get later on, he'll talk about not only tzedakah u'mishpat, he'll talk about a word called chesed as well. That's what he wants to talk about here. Now, to speaking to Sammy a little bit, it's already kind of giving us a perspective Maybe that's where he's leaving us, leading us. Maybe I got to this apex, I hit this pinnacle, I'm at a state of being of constant uh, cognizance, consciousness of God, in this ecstatic state of being with him on a consistent basis. Now what? Now spread it to others in some way. Now practice Sadaqah, Mishpat, and Hayasid. Maybe that's where he's leading us. It would be a little surprising. But let's give him a chance to speak or write to us. Perek nun gima. Perek zet, writes Arambam, Yichlol hezber mashma'uyutihem shel shelosha shemot shenizkaknu lahazbiram. We will explain in this chapter three names, three words, which we've uh, found necessary or we stumbled upon the necessity of explaining them. What are they? And again, he hasn't per se quoted a pasuk, to the best of my knowledge, yet, in this context, which talked about chesed. He talked about the Avraham pasuk, right? Okay, for some reason he wants to tell us about all these. He'll lead us into it. And I'm going to read this chapter somewhat quickly, not because it doesn't deserve more focus, but because I want to make and get to a certain point. What does chesed refer to? Chesed refers to something which is done almost in excess or is embellished, something which is quote-unquote, overdone, done more than the expected amount. We generally would say, chesed is in the context of goodness, overabundance, overflowing, overextension of goodness to another. The truth is, as Harambab, you can and should, and anytime you have these sorts of chapters in Harambab, as we've pointed out, there's a lot to be gleaned from it. There's his stated objective, 
And then you can take this and build it out. You can connect it to other words he said. You can understand Pesukim and Torah differently. There's a lot to be done. Again, I have a specific goal in mind over here. But says Harambam, there are two um, expressions of Chesed. Number one, Number one, it means the person is not deservant of your goodness and you extend yourself to him nonetheless. He was in no way deservant. She in no way deserved what you brought to them, gave to them, uh, were able to cause in their life. And the second one is, no, they're deservant of something. You owe them something in some way, shape, or form, but you do above and beyond. Uh, you uh, paid for a dozen. I'm giving you a baker's dozen. Generally speaking, in the prophetic works, and the words of the Nevi'im, the word chesed will be used, as Harambam will have to, for the moment or the day, take his word for this, is used in the context of not deserving it at all. And he's going to point to Psukim in which chesed comes from God to us. We're not deservant of him extending himself. What does chesed mean? It's an overabundance, an extra extension of self in some way, shape, or form to another when they're not deserving. Other question? No, the one who's giving it, but what? How do you define? How do you quantify the action to the other? Am I doing to you tzedek or I'm doing chesed? Well, that's going to be defined by whether you're deservant of it or not, so to speak. Again, we're speaking somewhat. He says that in the words of the Nevi'im, it's the first expression. We have... The second one is he deserves it, but you give him extra. And then he says, In the Nevi'im, Chesed is usually used in the first way, not the second way. Yeah. How would you say he looks at this compared to the Sifirot and Chesed? Like it, it seems a I would say altogether different. Yeah. It's a little bit outside of the purview of this conversation. Why, 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 no, no, no. It's an old. It's a. It's a very appropriate word. A question. Uh, as says Joey. We use this word, or those who dabble or know mystical, uh, you know, Torah knowledge are aware. This word chesed plays a role. It doesn't seem to be related to this, and I would claim it does. It isn't. Which. Doesn't bother me. Lachen for another time. Lachen kol hatova, but good question. Habaamimenu yit ala keruya chesed. It's for that reason that all the goodness which seems to flow from God to us, at least the way we perceive it, is all to be understood as chesed. Hu amar pasukin yeshaya hasde adonayaskir. It's the chesed that God did to me. I'm not deserving of it. Lachen amitziut hazot kula. Anything and everything God does for mankind, human beings, is chesed. The simple interpretation of the word olam in that, in that pasuk, olam chesed yibane. simple interpretation means that for eternity, olam like le'olam chesed yibane. chesed has an ability to... Uh, construct uh, to be constructive. His reading of it is alternatively, the creation of existence, bringing about anything and everything you and I know that was chesed from God. In other words, he didn't he didn't owe it to anyone. And indeed, God says about a description of his own tiurim, his own descriptive character traits in in the parashat Kitisa, of course, in the yagmidot verav. 
Hayasid. Okay, so that's Hayasid. Again, lots to be said. I don't want to overly uh, do it at this point. Habidu Gazur min Sedek, Vehu al Adal. Uh, he says, now let's talk about Sedaka. It comes from Sedek, righteousness, and who? Al Adal. What's Al Adal? So the notes say it's Arabic for Sedek. Okay, some sort of righteousness. Sedek. Um, of course, he wants to explain tzedakah, not tzedek, but tzedek, tzedek, righteousness, is giving a person what they deserve. That's, you know, that's the other side of chesed. Chesed is, you didn't deserve this, I'll give this to you anyway. Tzedek is, you're deservant of this. This is what I'm giving, not tzedakah. Or you give more than you deserve. Those are both chesed. Either I gave you more than you deserved, or you didn't deserve it at all. This is, this is what you deserve, this is what I'm giving you. You, you paid $5 for the $5 product, you got the $5 product. That's what tzedek is, not tzedakah. Says, if you're looking prophetic works, Torah, Nevi'im, Ketubim, probably Ketubim as well, you'll find that the word tzedek is not, excuse me, the word tzedakah is not attributed to a situation of where the person is deservant. In other words, tzedek might be righteousness. Tzedakah is something beyond. What do I mean? Tzedakah is not paying your debt. Tzedakah is not paying your day worker. That's not tzedakah. That might be tzedek. That's not tzedakah. But I thought they're interrelated. What is tzedakah? midat ofi tova. The key words. Kigon what is sedaka? It's when you're using your of midat ofitova, your character trait for doing good. Uh, hard to fully quantify, although he'll try in a little bit. Um, that's what sedaka is. What's his example? Um, he writes ihui shever shall kol baal shever. Of course. In the uh, in the not literal sense, but reading it literally, and if a person has something broken, you're fixing it for them. They're not deservant per se of that. You're extending beyond. Lachen amar al hachzarat pikadon it's a pasuk that describes giving back the collateral of a poor person. Right? It's a pasuk in Sefer Devarim, a poor person gives you collateral. He doesn't. He doesn't have anything to wear at night. He doesn't have a blanket. He doesn't have pajamas. He doesn't. Have, so you give it back to him. By giving it back to him, that's tzedakah. Why is that tzedakah? When you exert those character traits of goodness, you're affecting your rational, active intellect. Do you follow? You're paying yourself what you deserve. You're giving yourself refining your character by tapping into what you, so to speak, should be doing by extending yourself beyond to another. Interesting. Why doesn't no tzedakah in that pasuk? It certainly would emanate from it. So is it, you're just seeing something broken in the system you're trying to fix? Fix it, it tzedakah. that, though, if your aim is to help make this world better, that's... And not the way he's describing the tzedakah in that okay. respect. The tzedakah is making yourself better. 
the tzedakah he's suggesting is your action where you tapped into your midat ofitov. As a result, you made yourself better. He gives another example. The pasuk vehemin badonai What's that pasuk? That's by Berit ben Abetarim. Who A simple interpretation of it could have been that Avraham appreciates God's pact with him as righteous. No, says Harambam. You want to know what the tzedakah over there is? The emunah which Avraham has, he stops and he says, this is healthy for me. This is good for me. This is making me a better person. My emunah in God. Kilomar midata emunah. Do you follow? That's the tzedakah. Interesting. Again, it's fulfilled through an extension to another, but the tzedakah, ironically, Joe, is affecting me. You're doing the tzedakah, the tzedek of what you should be. Vechen debero yit'ala, or debero yit'ala, utztakat yelanu ki nishmor la'asot et kol ha-mitzvah hazot lefnei Adonai lenu kashezivanu. Do you follow? The tzedakah is the fulfillment of all the mitzvot. Who's the tzedakah to? Yourself. Okay, that's tzedakah. Again, all interesting things which can and do, uh, which, which do merit their own focus. But for the moment, we got tzedakah, we have chesed, and lastly, mishpat. Mishpat Harambam dedicates one whole line. Habidui mishpat, hu hadin ma mitchayev anidonim tovayim onesh. What's mishpat? It's whatever the person's deserving of. Punishment. Goodness, you're not per se tapping into your good nature of your character. You're not per se making yourself better, but you're doing what the person is deservant of. Imagine it in the legal sense. Chesed is an absolute extension. Chesed is completing yourself, anything, anything and everything that is a refinement of your character through an exertion to another, it's called tzedakah. Mishpat yeshe tosato onesh v'yeshe tosato hatava. He says um, a mishpat can be uh, react or, or acted on in a seemingly negative or positive fashion. Kvar hivharnu v'prakim al shlilat ha-tearim shekol toar shebo metuar ha-el besifrei nebua hu toar pe'ula. Of course, anytime God is described as the tzaddik, as the ba'al mishpat, as the Baal Chesed, etc., we're describing not who he is, not his essence, but rather his actions. A strictly and staunchly Maimonidean, repetitive statement in order to correct our minds. Since God did, brought forth existence, he's a Hasid. What's God's? Sidaka, it's the fact that he helps and aids. This one needs a little bit more uh, depth for me. He aids us when we are, or gives or implants within us the ability to muster up strength during times of weakness. That's Sidaka. Right. A little hard. A little hard. Uh, he's there for Sadiq. Maybe it's because the way we would perceive it. I know, it's an interesting, it's a hard word to attribute to God after you just told me it's because it betters him unless it's something along the lines of En Melech Belo'am. Yeah. That's right. So it makes God better. He's giving you the strength and therefore, but but therefore he's known as the Tzaddik? Uh, 
Yeah, why is it mipeat rachamav halashim? Because of his mercy on the weak ones. In other words, the uh, way that uh, we have strength or given strength uh, during times of weakness, God is known as the Sadiq. But Sadiq, tzedakah, means that it affected you, it seemed to have told us earlier. Unless it's a quote-unquote, it affected him. You see, the action of God, which would be the action that you and I would become more complete from, we refer to him as Sadiq. You have to say something like that. It doesn't affect him. Correct. Absolutely. Shofet. Why is God known as the Shofet? Because of all that which needs the letter of the law or whatever judgment it is with regards to his intervention or his implanting within existence, um, each person being judged appropriately. Uh, determine and define accordingly. Okay. Batorah sheloshet hashemot ha'ele ketubim b'mforash. You should know in the Torah, three these three descriptions of God, quote unquote, are attributed to him. Hashofet kol ha'aretz, tzadik v'yasharhu v'rav chesed. Right. That's the. It's interesting. He changes the order here. He goes. Shof, he goes in the opposite order. Okay. Matratenu behesper mashmayotehem shel shemot ele. You want to know why I just gave you all these? And for that reason, although, again, it needs its own dedicated time, for that reason, we ran through this. What did he just tell us? I told you all this, just so you get ready for the next chapter. Now, for purposes of time, we're going to just, again, I'll, I'll quickly summarize what he does, but we're going to skip a little bit of the first part of this last chapter, this final Perek, Perek Nun Dalit. Initially, Harambam describes Chochmah, and he describes different levels of intellect and of uh, human perception. Uh, nothing you're surprised to see Harambam do. But what I'd like to, for a moment or two, skip to is page 672. Uh, skipping to page 672 and the second paragraph. I'd like to, there's a bunch to read here, but I'd like to read from here somewhat quickly again. Ha-philosophim hakdumim v'ham hivhiru la-adam hen arba'aminim. You should know the early philosophers and the later ones, they were clear that with regards to humanity, we can attribute four types of being complete. What's a complete nature of human beings? And we're going to go, we're going to go hierarchy. Lowest level completeness, second, third, fourth. The first and bottom of the rungs in terms of completeness or completion. You should know this is what people spend or exert all of their time doing it's being complete financially owning a lot I am exceptionally wealthy in the financial sense. That gave me a certain completeness. Not low low level, but it is. I know, I know. But ultimately speaking, I have been successful. There is a certain level of shlemut. Included, included in that is, you're a great king. Why is it the lowest level? Because with regards to your essence, owning things, having possessions, doesn't directly and internally affect you. I have things. I'm in control of things. All true, but it's not something internal. 
Okay. If anything, says Ab, it's an indirect effect of, of sorts, but maybe it'll it'll bring you down. But again, it's nothing internal. There's nothing on my body, in my mind, that has changed as a result of uh, amassing this wealth. It's so funny you saying this, though, because if you look at, like, in modern science, like Dawkins listed this out as, like, the selfish gene that we're dream machines. You're just looking to survive. And this everything here, the simplest level of every being, every gene is... For survival, you list this out over here. Ultimately, just for more money, clothes, beg, it's just these are all blows of survival. Everything here is the simplest level of being is survival. Avadim? I don't know as much as Avadim. Is a base level survival? Base level survival. Evid is the simplest. You're not is making it? any choices. Now, all of a sudden, as an Evid, right. everything is being provided for you. Okay. All right. But it's our bottom rung, okay? And he says, most people spend their time doing it, indeed. Any elayahas kol shehu, your association, your affiliation with all these things, the clothing, the utensils, the slaves, you have a loose affiliation. They're not yours. I mean, they are yours, but they're only yours legally. They're not actually you. They don't define you. They're not your essence. Sherov ha'anam imenu hidimyon gereda klomar sheze beti veze avdi umamon ze mamoni ve'ele tzva'ai ka'asher hu yitbonen ba'at when you look at yourself as an individual, you'll notice it's all external, it's all outside of yourself. Again, Harambam, he has a good time being a Musar book at the end. Good. Good. Therefore, when you lose these things, what happened? I was a king. I'm no longer a king. I'm just like a simple, if not low-level individual. You had all these possessions. They're all immediately lost. You lost it in the market. You got so whatever it is. You just because they weren't you, and as a result, they can externally be lost. And you immediately are diminished. A person who's really striving for these external, complete-natured things, it's somewhat imaginative. It's not really making you complete. Next. The next paragraph. This next one is closer to affiliation with the essence of the individual. It at least touches on your body. It's in the physical sense. What is it? You are healthy. You are toned. You are... Your limbs are in place. You're, you're a specimen. Don't imagine that this is a, uh, a goal, an ambition. Because ultimately speaking, the reason this is only number two and not number four is because this is imagining a human being is no different than an animal. It's true. Healthy animals are important. But you as an animal, well, that's important. Says Alambam in the continued lines, quite a charming expression of this. He says, do you really believe that you're going to be stronger than a mule? Certainly not than a lion. In other words, what are you working to? It's great. But don't imagine you're actually going to be complete. If you want to focus on your human aspect of highest level of completion of Shlemut, you're going to have to go beyond uh, or ascend. No question. No question, no question. Health and, and as well as wealth. Don't, don't forget wealth as well. 
wealth as well, only because, only because, the way that I can be self-sufficient is oftentimes because I am self-sufficient. I can also be really in tune with reality and understand I don't need it. I can alternatively have it and say, I don't need any more. Not that there's not a slippery slope, but yes, in terms of achieving higher level knowledge, when I have less distractions because I have more stuff, if that were the case, I, as a result, can become wiser. Okay, that's the second level. What's this third one? It's character traits. It's refining your, what Harambam would say in Mishneh Torah, your de'ot. You've really perfected your character traits. Many of the mitzvot are just to change our character to build us into better people in the way you and I would use those words today. My goodness gracious. What did Arambam say? Becoming a better person in terms of character traits is not a matter of essence. Indeed, Abi, hang on to that thought. Not a matter of essence. It's only pragmatic. In other words, you become a better person. Why? Because now I can approach others. Because now I can help others. Says Harambam, you want to know why that's not the highest level of intellect? Because imagine yourself on an isolated island. This was a conversation, by the way, we had a week or two ago, right? You're on that isolated island. You're not coming in contact with people. Are you deficient because you become angered easily? Maybe angered is not good. Because you're not benevolent. Because you're not giving. Who are you giving to? There is no one to give to. Harambam's suggestion in this paragraph is, yes, this is higher because this is defining who you are, but it's practical in nature, very Aristotelian in Harambam's understanding of this achievement of character traits. This all just has to do with your engagement with another. Let's pause for a second and remember. The ideal person, when you're not a Navoch any longer, right, when you're the elite, Elliot, where are you? You're in your ivory tower. Where are you? You're at the top of Har Sinai, not coming in contact with people any longer. You don't really need this any longer. You only need this when you're living in society. Society means you're involved with other people. Okay, it's important. You are going to be involved in other people, but it's not the highest. Hang tight, Elliot. I still have another at least 15 minutes to redeem. Uh, this is a utensil for helping in terms of engagement. Imagine a person by himself, no conversation, no engagement with another person. You don't have any necessity, you don't even have any expression of character traits. Okay, that's this. The fourth, we got our way to the top. No surprises here at all, not with regards to the general direction of the more, certainly not in these last four chapters. We know where he's going. It's the achievement of intellectual perfection, perception. Okay, 
a metaphysical appreciation understanding, tapping into the way things really work, what really, understanding a certain sense of godliness, the way the universe, which is God's expression in our life, how that works. This and only this is for each human being. They're not sharing your intellectual perception with another. It's not based on your conversations with another. You might help it, but you don't need the other for that. It's certainly not shared with animals. And of course, the eternal remnant of human beings is their intellectual perception. The Gemara Masech Berachon Daf Yodzayin explained by Harambam as well. What does the Gemara say? What's the future? What's Olam Haba? Sad Enbo Achila, not Shetia. Sadikim Yoshvim. The Atrotehem Berashehem. They have crowns on their heads. What's their crowns? Chokma. Chokma is what is everlasting. Whatever that means, however we attach ourselves to God in an internal sense, it's only achieved through knowledge and understanding and growing our intellect. It says, in truth, if you pay attention to all the other three, they in some way are associated or affiliated with the other. Maybe a little bit, he says, with you, but really vis-a-vis the other as opposed to this one. This one is you. You want to become complete. It's with knowledge. He quotes a pasuk afterwards. Yihiyu lecha levadecha ve'en lazarim itecha. That's that pasuk. And then furthermore, he quotes a pasuk afterwards. Kemoshe ne'emar, two lines from the bottom, betchilat ota mishalim shirim shum shulu le'inyanim ele b'nei imi ni harubi samuni no terat ha'keramim karmi sheli lo natarti v'to inyanim zaranam pentiten la'achirim it's the description of, uh, in this uh, line, Harambam is describing that when it comes to uh, physical and other uh, attributes, in some way that's shared by the other, some way superseded by my involvement with the other. When it comes to intellect, specifically, that's mine, not the others. No chidush yet. We haven't been surprised yet. We haven't brought it back to Sedaka Mishpat and Chesed, but we really are not surprised. I said, you know, I, I'm still not done with the book. Um, he says, look at the prophets. They too, they, they've kind of made this clear for us. The truth is the prophets are similar in this respect to the philosophers. Of course, Arambam believes that. Those first three rungs of Shlemut, the prophets told us, the said, that's not what you're looking for. It's the knowledge of God. Beautiful. What did Yirmiyahu say about this? Don't feel good, don't show off about any of those other shlemuyot unless you've achieved the real shlemut, the knowledge of God, the metaphysical perception. Next paragraph. 
אמור במפורש את מה שהבהרתי לך בפרק זה. The rabbis indeed explained that that's what the pasuk means, and then he gets into the conversation he had earlier, what's the chokhmah initially, what's the knowledge of God, and he quotes a midrash afterwards, a beautiful one, which he himself is very impressed by. Katuve hadam, a few lines from the end of this paragraph, Omer in the bold, v'chol hafatzim lo yishvu ba, v'chatuve hadam, Omer, v'chol hafatzecha lo yishvu ba, it's compared to the knowledge of God, the knowledge of Torah, either all possessions or all of your possessions are not worth it. What are those referring to? What's your possessions and what's possessions? Hafatim, the objective possessions. Elum mitzvot ma'asim tovim. No actions, no goodness, the third level to the other is worth as much as knowledge of God. And hafatzecha, elu avanim tovot margaliot. And what's hafatzecha? Your personal possessions, your wealth, your amassment of uh, monetary gain. That's not, okay? Rather, and he concludes this midrash and gets very excited about this. Ela. Rather, says the midrash at the end, ki im bezot yitalel hamitalel. Rather, and this is Pasuk from Yirmiyah, what should you uh, be proud of? What should you be mehulal about? Haskel v'yadu'auti, knowledge of me. Says Harambam, hitbonen kama katsar dibur hazev, kama shalem omro. Oh, the irony. Says Harambam, it's so short, but it's so complete. Complete, of course, the name of game over here. The rabbis did a great job with this statement. Ketzad lo yishmit avar mikoma shitzkanu ve'erachnu lavhiro u'lehachino. We spent... Three, four pages in this chapter, four, three lines in a midrash in which they say you want to be complete, have knowledge of God. Now, gentlemen, we come to the point. Now we come up to where it is. Now that we mentioned that pasuk in Yirmiyah, and all the wonders that are included in it. Again, what are the wonders? Don't suffice with monetary gain, nor even with health, not even with character traits. Get the knowledge of God. It's an all-encompassing pasuk. It describes who we are, what we should be searching for. The rabbis really made it clear. I'm going to do you a favor. As I complete my book, let me finish that pasuk as well. Now, before we continue... I'm reading to you from Harambam's words later on what the end of that pasuk says. Again, it says, have knowledge of God, right? Kim haskel v'yadolti. Listen to the final words of the pasuk. You can look it up. Yirmiyahu periktet pasuk hafgimal. The final words go as follows. Listen carefully. Ki ani Adonai. Good. So far, so good. Ose hesed mishpat utzdaka ba'aretz. Knowledge of me, because I'm God, who, I don't know, is knowledge. I don't know, is the embodiment of Chochmah. No. Is the doer of Chesed Mishpat in the land. So that's Harambam. Let's focus on those final words. Interacting. Interacting with others. Yeah. One second. That's the Pasuk. The pasuk which the rabbis focused on, which Harambam said I was leading up to, which brought me to level four and brought me beyond level three. Level three was engagement with others. Level four is on the top of the mountain. But it ends with contradictory image, imagery of God. And he's, I mean, again, I blew it for you. I read to you the whole pasuk, but you're supposed to know it beforehand. But Harambam builds the suspense. Keep a pasuk there. In this pasuk, when it's describing that flowing, um, what's it called, uh, purpose, it doesn't just say achieve knowledge of God. 
If that's what Yirmiyah meant, he could have said in the concluding lines, You should have knowledge of me. That's what you should be proud of, right? So you end. Knowledge of me. And then stop. Or you want to be a little bit more specific, a little bit more clear. Know me because I'm unique. I'm one. Or maybe I don't have any physical uh, representation. Or because I'm the only, there's not like, whatever it is, says Instead, Yirmiyah ends this pasuk, which describes how to be shalem, which describes what we should be proud of. You should achieve me through paying attention to, mimicking my actions. Says Rambam, as we already talked earlier in this book, the bottom says, right, we talked about what it means when Moshe asks God, show me your ways. Show me your ways in terms of, uh, yes, but actions. And in turn, the Pasuk is telling us, what do you need to look into? What is knowledge of God on the highest level? Him? Chesed? Mishpat, Utsaka. Not only Slaka Hazel Mishpat at the top of the mountain, in this world. I mean, it's, you could not, and we don't know where he's going. Somehow he's going to flip it. No. He's going to end the book this way, speaking about the greatness, the necessity of, as you're looking to achieve the highest level of the highest level of this book, it is and not like those who claim, he talked about this in that God is just, Aristotelian is just involved in the upper spheres and the upper worlds, not in our, no, that's why it ends with Rather, as the Pasuk says, through Moshe Rabbeinu, Pasuk clearly saying, Ba'aretz, telling you God is involved, or at least has hashkaha, words we haven't really addressed fully. We talked about it a little bit in the last chapter. This is what I want, by God's word. In other words, my purpose, Yirmiyah, in the moment where the rabbis themselves told us, he's telling us what it means to be complete. Everything, I mean, it's pre-Purim, is v'nahafochu. Everything has now been spun on its head. What do I mean by that? We have been reading Moren uh, Vuchim until now. We then notice, Perik Nun Al, Perik Nun Ber, Perik Nun Gimal, even tonight. Something's happening here. We talked in order to, uh, to, in order to paint it, to make you realize that he's serious about this, about Rabbeinu Avraham Ben Harambam. The ascetic lifestyle, going on their, uh, on their, uh, on their uh, hajj of sorts, uh, running away from existence, talking about it bodidut, where 
words we were never familiar with may have been in Rabbein Avraham, as some of the scholars say, somewhat learned from the Muslim society around them, this idea of becoming separate, not involved. Again, asceticism, the elite being at the top of the mountain, the avot, we repeated it three times, right? And we talked about uh, Rabbi Soloveitchik and the lonely man of faith and the avot. What's the greatness of the avot that even though they were involved with human beings, don't think that distracted them. They always had their mind on God. It wasn't about what they did for others. It was that even when they were involved with others, they didn't become distracted. Moshe Rabbeinu was a shepherd because, not his kindness to another, because he could focus on God. That's what Harambam has been saying to us. And now, the greatest mark is of Shlemut. When you get to that perception, which we understood at the highest level of perception, understanding God, your actions now for eternity should be the Hasid Mishpat, Utsaka. What happened? Forget about everything we talked about in the earlier chapters. Internally in this chapter, it's written with contradictions. You started and you told me level three is character traits. Level four is knowledge. You finished the book by saying, and literally the book is over because this final paragraph is just closing it all out. Your final paragraph is, oh no, but it's about how you live with that in this, in this world? in this world. I thought I went out of this world. This is the mysterious ending of Moreno Vuchim, which nobody is fully certain as to how to decipher. I'd like to, with just a few minutes not remaining, to suggest the following. It is that Harambam has brought us to this highest level. But as Sammy has been saying to us more than once, and we're going to read a little bit of it inside, that even the Moshe Rabbeinu at the top of the mountain was not because he just was a leader, oh, ya haram, this is what I need to do. No, part of his role as a Navi, part of the role of any Navi, is then, as part of their complete state of being, to spread that to others. So it means to say, so it means to say that as much as the Hitbodidut is a moment up there, that is not that is not where the person stays if they've achieved this. It's not entirely game over. They then, and again, you still have to tweak a lot, they then as human beings will only consistently and constantly, my words, hit a state of connectedness to God, even though we haven't said this until now and we've continuously been maybe surprised or at the very least been noting, he doesn't say this, here I think he's saying it as a human being, if you want to stay connected, where are you hanging out? At the top of the mountain, in the ivory tower, in the library, in the Beit Midrash, Halambam's words here are, you've hit the top, you now need to do it here. So to speak, if you're playing the role of God, God describes himself as do, I'm complete, I do tzedakah mishpat and chesed in this world. It's an amazing thing, again, it's, it's going in a backwards order. Uh, maybe the Jewish mystics would say, you have to achieve it that way through this world too. Haram says, you've achieved it, 
Now you want to maintain it. Now you want to grow it. You want to keep it not static. You want to keep it alive. It needs to be in this world. You need to put it to use by spreading to others. It brings us back to the conversation of the Sulam of Yaakov again. Olim v'yoredim. That was the state of prophecy. Uh, whereas many others, Nefesh Hayim included, envisioned it as the, and they noticed their Olim v'yoredim, but it was altogether different interpretation. Farambam v'yoredim is, well, you went up, that's where you could have stayed, but come down and spread it to others. It's the state of prophecy. Somewhat quickly in a famous passage talks about, again, he had been talking about it in other places. Arambam likes what he talks about it in Shmona Prakim, the different levels and ways of perception and understanding. There is what he calls the active intellect, and then there's the imaginative faculty. The active intellect, we might call the rational mind. It's the absolute constructs. The imaginative one is when I need to talk through my senses, when I need a process with a mashal, with a this world experience. Harambam, surprisingly here, describes the difference between prophets, scholars, and, uh, and congressmen, or uh, rulers of cities and towns. Uh, says Harambam, I'm skipping to the second paragraph for our purposes in Perik Lamed Zion, page 389. Halik Bet. Now that I talk to you about those different types of understanding, understand here's how they break up. I'll tell you what type of people have what type of knowledge. Understand. Again, is the rational faculty of human being. We saw that even mentioned in one of our Perakim today. This is when you've now had, and for everything for Harambam, um, the divine in us is the intellect. Now that you had the divine flow into you and through you, if you've come to the point where everything is rational and you can't be imaginative, what type of person are you? Are you a prophet? No, you're not a prophet. You want to know what you are? You're a scholar. You're a hacham. You know a lot. Why are you not a prophet? Because, he'll say for us, you can't talk to others. Because you can't put it into effect in this world. Whatever the reason is why you don't have a the dangerous imaginative faculty. Don't forget, imaginative faculty brings us to Yetzer Haran, things of that sort. But you need it. Those are the scholars. Lots of intellect, very high level perception. Not prophets. Prophets needed in their senses as well. Prophets need to be, he'll say it explicitly, spreading it to others. If it's in your rational faculty, but as well as your imaginative, you're able to connect things in this world experience, what uh, Joe would call that. That's prophecy. Why so? The last one is you are imaginative. You understand this world, you understand people, but you don't have so much going on up there. Who's that? That's the people who know how to be rulers. Those are the people, uh, they're not per se smart, but they're people smart. So those are our three types of individuals. Harambam in the second par- in this next paragraph on page 390 makes it very clear why he says this. Again, this shefa, this nivu'ah, 
is purposeful because it's not only okay I don't want to read that this second one second, where's the words I want? Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, here in this next paragraph, here, okay, let's read this next paragraph and then we're going to bring it all home. Okay, we're talking about rulers, governors, we're talking about scholars, and we're talking about the prophets. They're very different in many ways. In truth, I can break them up even further. And so forth. Harambam says, who is the prophet? He's the individual, his words, who writes the books and teaches. He's the individual who is able to yavi et zulatoli deshlemut. It's the individual who turns to the other and makes them complete as well. Why am I reading together with you this chapter? This is complementing the way he finished Moreh Nebuchim. This is the Hasot This is, I've now, in any of those three ways, engaged with the world around me. Then and only then have I really then achieved what I'm supposed to be achieving. It wasn't what we were expecting. We thought we hit this strange segment in Harambam. We said that he believes that the ascetic lifestyle is the ideal. There is an ideal to that, but Harambam says if you've truly achieved this, seems to be contradicting himself, but maybe not so. Maybe that achievement is sustained through Tzedakah, Mishpat, and Chesed. And with that, I bring you back to the second chapter in Moreh Nebuchim, the way we really began our Limud. In the second chapter of the Moreh Nebuchim, Harambam says there was a smart person who asked me the following question. How is it possible that Adam and Hava were rewarded for eating from a tree that they were told not to eat from? They wake up to a reality in which they have knowledge. The snake says to them, the hash says to them, kelohim they eat from it and they are your How could that be? That's not doesn't make sense. Is God sadistic? Is God trying to cheapen their life as sentient, knowledgeable human beings? Says Harambam. Do you know what Vitem Kelohim means? Vitem Kelohim, he quotes from Targum Unculus, means Rav Reve. It means governors. Their vision was we will move away from absolute knowledge, will move away from what he calls emet and sheker into a world of what he calls tov and ra. Avi Harari today is suggesting tov and ra is along the lines of those dimyonot, the koach hamedame. It's I'm going to have people skills. I'm going to have conventional wisdom. It's the way Harambam describes it. Nakedness is not inherently wrong. It's just bad because it's inappropriate because I take into effect what you guys think. 
That's why I dress the way I dress. That's what they jumped into. They jumped into that extreme of knowledge. They came from a different extreme of knowledge. Where'd they come from? They came from a state of being where it was emet and sheker. How much engagement did they have with human beings and with the real world? What was their ability to do? Tzedakah, mishpatim, chesed, zilch, nothing at all. They came from being the scholars to being the governors. What's the challenge of it all? Harambam finishes moreh nevuchim to somehow achieve nevuah. What's nevuah? I'm not living in the Ghana any longer. I'm able to, like God says, so to speak about himself, engage in this world with tzedakah, mishpat, and chesed, while at the same time being governed by a very higher knowledge and intellect. I've found in this world, emet and sheker, which is complemented by a tov and ra, an engagement with society and people around me, which is not purposeful just because of them it's purposeful because i need it for myself if i'm going to sustain myself in my continued growth as a person who understands i'm continuously mimicking the ways of god that's it i'm living in the world as a human being because i am a human being who can't escape from this world who can't live on a mountain says then and only then have you hit the real level of Shilemut. So to summarize what Harambam does in this final chapter, is a confusing back and forth, twisting ride, which I can't tell you I've really solved, but I'm suggesting what Harambam does is by opening up and telling us four levels of Shilemut, the highest being intellect, the second highest being character traits, nothing we hadn't expected based on our learning until then, but then flips it on us, the flipping is not so much flipping, it's complimenting. The flipping is saying that Toven Ra, which Adam and Chava purposefully chose to uh, look for, which we've been learning, Moreh and Vuchim, imagining to ourselves throughout, how do we find the Met and Sheker? Where is it? We thought we finally found it at the end of the book. It's by disassociating from the Toven Ra. It's by getting away from this world. It was Elliot's question to me a week or two ago. What about Moshe Rabbeinu? Why did he need to be with the people? Was that all Bidi Avad? Was Avraham Avinu? Yes, he wasn't distracted. Or, says Harambam in his final mysterious cryptic passage was there something purposeful to that is there something to the continued repetition in Sefer Devarim of understanding the life of others of achieving a certain Shlemut with Yira and Ahava which are throughout Sefer Devarim as well which is going to be appreciated affected in each and every human being in as much as they are a human being through and by means of Sedaka Mishpat and Chesed Baruch Adonai Le'olam Amen Amen